sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. because I'm actually in California right now. I am recording from California, so this is really, really special because it's really a place that I feel so much alignment with and I keep on flowing back to California. I'm currently staying at my sister's beautiful house in Mount Washington and this weekend I'll be traveling back to Joshua Tree, so... I'm just excited to be here. I also just came back from um, a little mini trip to Memphis, and that was really cool. Memphis is a cool place. It was not what I expected. I don't know what I expected, actually, Um, but it was just – the only way I can describe it is Memphis is kind of everything. It's, It's not really characterized by one thing. Yes, music is a huge part of Memphis, Also, there's so much historical stuff, um, as you may know. But there's really such an eclectic group of people and merging of cultures and just like so many, so many really cool things in Memphis, some great restaurants. Um, But as a vegan, you know, there was a limited amount of places to go. But yeah, it was really, really cool. So if you are you know, close to Memphis or ever wanting to go, I highly recommend. There's some like really cool old old houses and we even went to this like amazing concert at this place called the Levitt Shell. Um, It was like Americana folksy music. And during the concert, actually there was a proposal. So that was really, really amazing to see. But yeah, Memphis was great. And I really, and it was hot. It was real hot, <laughs> as to be expected. And then I just, uh, I came to California, so I'm here for two weeks, and I'm going to be recording some episodes while I'm here, but I thought that I should really do a solo episode kind of based around the moon, because I haven't really talked about, you know, what Topanga Moon is, um, how it all started, what a moon party is. Also, there's this new paradigm shift happening right now. I don't know if everybody's feeling it, but I am feeling it, and I'm going to tell you. (laughs) So yeah, so this episode is really about the moon, all different cosmic aspects about the moon. Um, So I hope that you enjoy this cosmic chat. Um, So yeah, let me start with this paradigm shift that I've been feeling. It's been... Uh, really heightened in the past two days, which has been interesting because I'm, I don't know if it's about, you know, something about me traveling to California, but uh, a lot of things 
are shedding in my life right now and specifically things that are no longer serving me and a lot of these things are coming up in a very unexpected way so kind of as surprises kind of out of the blue um and really just shaking up my life. But when I take a deeper look at these things that might be classified, if I perceive them as negative experiences, it's actually these things are meant, are here to serve me. They're here to show me that um, the path that I am on is being redirected, um, that whatever is not in my highest alignment will leave. And in this time right now, I mean, this kind of all started around August and now we're heading into September, October, November, where you're going to feel this shift even more strongly. We're raising our consciousness. We're entering into this new paradigm. We're really things that um, we were holding onto in the past that aren't really part of our plan is going to be let go of. And it's a great time. It's a really intense time because a lot of our, you know, security and safety is being tested right now. Our strength is being tested, how we're going to show up for ourselves. But it, it truly is this time where we're being called, especially if you, you know, consider yourself like a light worker or someone that is like part of this evolution and consciousness shift it is a time where you have to step up, where there's, you can't kind of like hide away anymore. You have to really own what you're meant to do here. You have to really own your power. And there's this big theme about power, this like energy, energy healer um, named, I think his name is Lee Harris. I was just reading about him today. Um, let me just see here. I wrote this down. <laughs> Just checking my notes. No big deal. <laughs> Just want to make sure I got his name right because, um, yeah, let me just see. Yeah, Lee Harris. So he's like an energy expert. I was just reading about um, the shifts that he was talking about on his blog. But there's this, there's this theme of power and really this time is to show us where we're out of balance with this power is what he said and that I can really attest to and it rings so true for me the places in my life where I felt that I didn't have that balance where I felt out of my power alignment is being taken away now and there's no there's nothing I can really do I just have to keep moving forward and um you know, redirect. A lot of it has to do with my current apartment right now. And I think that's because back in January, I just had this like vision and this feeling like I was going to be moving in November. And I didn't know how, and I didn't know where, and I didn't know what was going to, you know, what it was going to be. But I kind of forgot about that in the past two months and thought, okay, cool. Like I can stay for a little bit longer because I have no plans. Like my, my dream is obviously to, you know, end up in California. That's what I've been wanting for so long, but I've been feeling like I've been pushed out of my own apartment somewhere that I've been for seven years. 
And I think it's because I'm calling in this move. And what the universe is doing to me is it's really just making me take these steps of action now because I have no choice, because I need to figure out a, a living situation. And as scary as it is and as, you know, crazy of a leap, I think I've been in such fear to make that transition because there's so many questions of how. How am I going to make this transition? How am I going to get there? How am I going to get my visa? You know, all these things. But I think the underlying message here for me is take those steps, figure out the way, like at least make the first move. And then all the pieces, if it's in alignment for me, will fall into place. But I'm physically being pushed out of my place, which has been wild. I mean, I can still, you know, change my mind. We all have free will. We all can make our decisions, but it's kind of like this idea of like, do you want to take the long way to get to where you want to be or do you want to take the shortcut? <laughs> and the universe brings in tests and experiences and different people along your path to help you with those decisions. And it's really like, do you want to play small or do you want to make those like big moves, those scary moves that are really going to challenge you, are going to test your faith? Um, but in the end, it's like those those moves could bring you to a place where you've like really wanted to be and will expand you and will start to like bring up new experiences and amazing opportunities. So that's um, that's my read and, and my understanding of this new paradigm shift. A lot of my friends are feeling it as well. And we've been talking about how we're really being pushed to step up. There's really no other way. And it's scary and it's uncomfortable at times. For me, there's a lot of fear around money. Money's been a huge um, theme in my life and something that I know that I need to shift my perspective of. I need to start cultivating a new story around. And once again, those themes of money are coming in and I have to show up. I have to, I have to be confident in the things that I can provide for people. I have to be confident in my abilities and what I'm really truly here to do, you know? And a lot of those signs are to focus not only on Topanga Moon, but on my writing career. So I'm so curious to hear if anyone else is feeling these power dynamics, if anyone is like feeling that energy shift is going to be happening until November because we're ramping up to 2020, which is going to be a huge cosmic portal, you know, integration, stepping up into an, a fully new paradigm. It's going to be amazing. We're so much more connected to the, the conscious realm, the spiritual realm, using our energetic bodies, uh, tapping into that kind of magical world to create things for ourselves. It's less about the physical. It's more about the energetic sphere. So that's really exciting. And it's going to be a really cool time to see how things shift in the world. And we need that right now. We need that for our environment. We need that for our communities. We need that for our connection. We need that to feel love for ourselves. We need that to 
really come together and collectively create this shift and help each other out. So that's been really amazing to learn. Um, Another key Uh, concept with this all is integration. I first learned about integration and you can hear this back in episode one of the podcast with my dear friend Elise. Integration is really when you're in these portals of energy, when you are feeling these shifts, like how are you integrating that into your body? How are you integrating that into your system? So giving yourself the space to integrate and maybe it's like, longer meditations maybe it's really just like taking a nap like I experienced that when I was in New Mexico and I could just all I could do is sleep all night and I was integrating I was integrating the portal energy and I think also having those experiences back on that road trip has really shifted the energies for me so now it's like truly only the things that are in flow and in alignment for me is what's going to be happening. Like I have to really, a lot of things are going to change and that's okay. And it's a really exciting and beautiful space to be in. So now we have, um, this, this new moon coming up in Libra and that's a really exciting time. Like we just had this full moon and it was intense. A lot of people were feeling that paradigm shift, those dynamics, those things shedding, the things coming away. But we had this incredible moon party and it, it really like brought our energies together and we were able to set some goals and really cultivate things that we wanted in our life and it was a great time to show reverence for the moon to connect to each other to use the moon energy so there's a new moon coming up in libra on september 28th and the new moon is really about new beginnings um it's a starting point a new moon is classified when we have the sun and the moon in alignment and with that we can use that energetic pull to bring in new beautiful things to our life so libra is all about balance so this new moon will balance the scales for you all that intensity that you've been feeling will dissipate at this new moon which is really 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 amazing to to know that and to feel that because there's been so much going on and there's been this like chaotic energy. So we need that like moment of breath. We need that, you know, simple moment of joy. And that's what this new moon is going to be bringing in for us. And it will be a sense of relief and it will be a break from these hard times. Also, Libra is about partnership. So the theme of community is really strong here. So how can we help elevate each other? How can we be there for one another? Um, You get some cosmic assistance at this time, which is really, really nice because like I said, like there's been so much going on, but whenever you need to, you can call out to your guides, you can ask for assistance, but truly at this time, there's going to be some cosmic assistance for you. It will show up in unique ways and know that all this clearing in your life um, up until this point 
will really reveal itself. Like the, the reasons why will start to reveal itself. And you will find out truths and you will feel so much weight lifted off of you. You will feel this lightness. The, the new moon brings a lot of lightness to the things that have been happening. And symbols will be strong. So whatever is your symbol that you keep seeing, um, for me this summer it was lavender and it was butterflies. And I talk about that on my solo podcast episode all about my cosmic journey in Croatia. So whatever it is your your kind of unique symbols of synchronicity that you you attribute to yourself, they're going to start to show up in a bigger way. And, you know, this will show up to show you the direction that you need to go in. So trust that, follow those symbols, follow those guides, and know that you're being led to a path. And it will really be a moment of bringing you back into the present to focus on what these symbols can show you in the present moment, which is really beautiful because it's in the present where we can manifest. It's in the present where we can really start to see what we need more of in our life or be grateful for the things that we already have. Like it's really this power of presence and that's what this new moon is going to bring for us. Um, so yeah, trust those signs and there will be some amazing unexpected surprises on this new moon. It will bring a sense of awe to the magic of the cosmos. So it's a good one. So I hope you do celebrate on the new moon. It's going to be really, really amazing. Uh, so back to this idea of the moon and the power of the moon and, and why we should even do ritual on the new moon or the full moon and, and why is the moon powerful? So it exerts more gravitational pull than the sun. And during the new moon and the full moon, the tide ranges at its maximum. Um, it's interesting. I used to work in the ER back in the day. And every time there was a full moon, there would be an increase in patience, an increase in the kind of craziness that was happening in the ER. And without fail, it it always, always happened. And to me, I was like, wow, that's like such a such a symbol of that. And I have a very interesting story and I'm going to try to keep this short and hopefully it won't be too, um, it's a, it's a really crazy story. So if you have an aversion to blood or anything, maybe pause, maybe, maybe skip this part of the podcast, but it, there's something that happened to me on the full moon and once again I saw the power of the moon the power the moon has but when we're aware of this power we can not only we can work with this power we don't have to let it control us we always have our free will we always have you know some somewhat of a control over the things in our lives and when we start to recognize that we create our reality and recreate the experiences that we have on some level with this, you know, other pull with this, with all these other energies, it's such a more empowering place to be in than thinking like, oh, this hap is happening to me. So really this was an example of something on the full moon showing me that I needed to redirect my life. Um, I was sitting in a coffee shop with a friend of mine and I was like sitting right by the window and 
a homeless man uh, took a metal chair from outside and threw it at my head. So (laughs) I didn't see it happening. Kind of all of a sudden, just like hit my head. Uh, I was bleeding really strongly. I was like sitting in a pool of my blood. It was, it was really intense. It was a really terrifying moment because I didn't know how bad it was. And I didn't know even what happened. I was like trying to piece together everything that was happening. It was completely unprovoked. I didn't even see this guy, but it was just, um, you know, and it wasn't, and I never, even in those moments, I never like blamed this person. I knew that he was, must've been suffering from some sort of mental illness or something that would have, you know, uh, made him react in such a strong way. I never for a second ever thought anything ill of this man. I remember that. And that's like a really important thing to note. But yeah, it was, it was a scary moment. And I I got um, sent to the ER and, you know, they, they checked me out. They wrapped me up. Um, for the most part, I was fine. I was completely fine. I, I didn't have a concussion afterwards. That's the one thing that they were looking signs for. But it was this crazy, it was just like a crazy thing. And I remember always thinking like, why, why did this happen? You know, what was it trying to show me? And really when I look back, I think it was just like a literal knock over the head to realign to what I was supposed to be doing here. And I was fine in the end. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that, you know, I was living in a country where um, our healthcare is free and, you know, I got seen right away and I was fine. And it was, I met and experienced so many beautiful people helping me and it was a crazy moment, but yeah, that happened on a full moon and it, it was Friday the 13th. So that was an extra cosmic craziness, but it was another example of just how powerful the moon is. And we can really utilize its energies and hold ritual and hold ceremony and really thank the moon for its presence and thank the moon for guiding us. And there's so many beautiful lessons that we can learn from a new moon, a full moon, uh, the phases of the moon. It's a really, it's something that I'm just like really, really into, as you know. Spang Moon is all about that. Um, so yeah, we the the moon rituals has been done in so many different religions and cultures and places around the world for um, so much of history. Um, where it began, who began it, I don't know. But there's so many cultures that have their own sacred rituals for moon ceremony and. They use the moon, especially back in the day, as kind of like a guide, hunting um, on the full moon and everything like that. So there is this constant connection that we have to the moon as humans. You know, it's, it's such a symbol of this cosmic world that we live in. We, we stare up and we look at these beautiful stars and we see the moon and we see the changing of the phases of the moon and 
it's this reminder that we're part of this huge universal cosmic place, that there's so much more out there. And humans have been fascinated by the moon and it's been such a symbol for so many, so many different cultures. And um, there's this one kind of Hawaiian tale. And I, I have this like really strong pull to Hawaii. I've had my own really cosmic crazy experiences in Hawaii, specifically in Maui, which is the heart chakra of the world. So I thought it'd be really cool to talk a little bit about um, Hawaiian mythology when it comes to the moon. So um, the, the Hawaiian word for moon is mahina, and it also means month and moonlight, and the symbols usually associated with woman. So there is this feminine energy that we associate with the moon, especially like on the new moon when the sun and the moon come into alignment, the yang masculine energy of the sun, and we have the yin feminine energy of the moon. So the moon is always um, associated with the, the divine feminine um, beautiful feminine energy, the goddess energy. There's so many like goddesses that are associated with this, with the moon. And we can see that in, you know, some tarot decks and a lot of, um, you know, Wiccan culture, a lot of, you know, just other spiritual and religious backgrounds and other cultures. But in terms of, uh, the Hawaiian culture, uh, the Hina or Hina, the goddess of the moon, is a really powerful, um, just representative symbol of the moon for Hawaii. Um, Hina coming from Mahina. And there's a lot of different uh, folklore tales and different um, stories around Hina and her power of the moon. Um, and each form of Hina is the personification of the feminine. And the many Hinas represent the many aspects of the feminine. There's this beautiful correlation there. And she is even sometimes referred to um, as another manifestation of Peli, further stressing the fact that it is the personification of this feminine deity that is important for the Hawaiians. So uh, she's worshipped as a creatrix. I just found out what a creatrix, I can't even say it. A creatrix is, it's just like this, you know, feminine energy creator, um, create, and it, and really like feminine energy doesn't have to be associated with a female. Um, male and females can have this feminine energy. They can, in their own rights, be creatrix. There is no, um, it's not just for, uh, you know, identifying females. It can be really for anyone that just taps into that feminine creatrix energy. So the creatrix creating, um, the mother, the protector, um, and sometimes even the wrathful destroyer, you know, and it's that idea of, of kind of 
shedding and taking away things that are not in alignment. This, so that's the idea of like destroying, destroying to make new, destroying to um, let beautiful new things come out of that, so, you know, destruction, if you if you will. But really, there's no destroying. It's just um, new creation is what I believe. And her many manifestations of dif- as different goddesses highlight the power and the mystery of the feminine. Hina represents strength and standing for what you believe in. So I really feel this Hina energy, the Hina goddess moon energy at this time right now. This idea of power, this idea of strength that we need right now um, to shift ourselves into this new paradigm. And we can harness the energy of Hina, always, always giving reverence to where she originates from. It's beautiful to appreciate these other cultures and their goddesses and their folklore, but I think it's so important to recognize where they come from, to not appropriate them in any way, to really give reverence to where... um, where they are originated from and we can all um, appreciate it and love it and talk about it and have it you know bring meaning to our lives but I think it's always important to revere it as sacred revere it as uh, coming from a sacred place and honoring that and and just honoring that within your own self or if you're in moon ceremony if you're creating moon ceremony making sure that you honor where these where this is coming from, the culture that is coming from, to give gratitude for that, to to thank the originators for something that you can use within your own life. Um, it can be for everybody, but to know and to just um, be thankful for where it comes from. So Hina, representing strength and standing for what you believe in. And I think that's such a powerful message at this time. And she is the feminine power personified as conviction and is known for being headstrong with determination and creativity. Your wildest dreams are possible. And that's what she really represents. Using your creativity, being the creatrix, using that determination and to make your those wild dreams of yours all possible. So some more information about Hina, because she's really cool. I'm really getting into (laughs) learning about her. Um, Hina of Hilo is best known as the mother of Hawaiian hero Maui. Interesting, as the place Maui, as I talked about. Um, Hina, the wife of Akalana, is known as the goddess of the moon. Mahina, the Hawaiian word for moon, is derived from the goddess's name. In some of the Hawaiian legends, the goddess lived on Kawaki, a foothill of the now extinct volcano Haleakala on the southeast coast of the island of Maui, which is interesting because I've been to that (laughs) volcano and I've been to Maui. So this whole connection for me with this like moon energy and Hina and actually being in those places is really powerful and really a beautiful example of um, kind of like what happened to me at that time and honoring those moments and honoring you know the reasons why I was there and just like 
just like giving gratitude and grace to all the things that have happened to me since being there. So thank you, Hina. Another claim suggests Hina's legends were brought to the Hilo coast with ancient immigrants, but the stories are so old that Hawaiians have forgotten her original lands and see Hilo as her only home. And there is another story that, um, you know, she was kind of like fed up with her husband, so she decided to go move to the sun, but it was too hot. <laughs> so she came back and then she decided to go live on the moon. And that's kind of that connection of, of being, you know, on the moon. So that's a little bit about um, the goddess Hina, which is really cool. And, and you can bring her into your rituals. You can thank her, especially with this new moon coming up. Um, it'd be amazing for you to just use the, the, this goddess energy or any goddess energy to really call in things that you love and that you want more of or you want more clarity on. And she really represents that strength and standing for what you believe in. So for us to be more like Hina, to be that strength for ourselves and for others and to bring in that power and that moon energy which is really amazing. So getting on to um, what is a moon party? <laughs> what do I do at my moon parties? Well, um, Topanga Moon, as you, you might know, um, unless you're listening to this podcast for the first time, so thank you. It, it really started with me hosting moon ritual parties or moon rituals by accident. I was with my friends a couple years ago, I think three or four years ago now, we all worked at this pub and I saw that there was, you know, we were swimming in this pool and there was a full moon and we didn't know what else we were going to do that night. And something, I don't know where I heard this from or kind of how it came about, but I was like, oh, we should do a moon ritual. There's this thing called moon rituals. And I, and I, I didn't really know what it was. And I kind of like looked it up and uh, saw some examples of what you could do on a full moon. So I decided to host a little moon ritual and it was really cool. And I used some intuition. I um, gathered some information and then some of our other friends found out about our night where we hosted this moon ritual party and they wanted to come to the next one. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I did more research and I saw that there was a new moon coming up and that was really the optimal time to host a moon party because it's all about newness and uh, planting new seeds and creating new things, being that creatrix. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just host a new moon party as well. And that's where it all began. So I just started, we would do them every single month. We would always do it on the new moon, but you can do it on the full moon and really like any phase of the moon that you feel connected to. And I started uh, incorporating different things at the moon parties and they just kind of were a life of its own. Um, it was never something that I intended. It was never something that I thought I would create any kind of business around. It was just something that I really loved to do. I've always loved hosting events for people. I've been called professional mood setter. I love styling. I love putting together experiences for people and making really kind of like ordinary moments feel really special and bringing in uh, beautiful things to every single event. And 
this was a way for me to do that, for me to create sacred places and for most, I mean, it was mostly women at this time um, coming together and having a really intentional night where you set aside time to really think about the things that you want to call in for your life, to shift in your life, to let go of things that aren't serving you. Um, and it was really fun and it was all about joy and following that joy. And I always believe that when you are following what lights you up, you have clues as to what you're supposed to be doing, you know, and it's really that simple, but it's like, follow what you follow your joy, follow that thing that you love to do. And that will bring you to the place of where you're, you're really supposed to be. And it could be anything. It could be multiple things at the same time. It can really be anything that you decide to create. But keep following that joy and make your life joy-filled. And that's what the moon party did for me and for the women coming to it. And then it just got to a point, and this was really the, the kind of creation of this as a company or, or um, a community happened after I came back from Hawaii and... It just was this idea that um, my friend Kelsey really encouraged me to step into that role and to create it and that there was something here, that there was something really magical about this space. So I started to Topanga Moon and it was about creating a physical product of the moon boxes and now my real love is making... Um, moon ritual candles which I'll have a whole set of new candles out soon and I'm really excited because they're all mantra based and there's going to be a new moon candle a full moon candle an abundance candle and a love candle and they're going to come with your own rituals that you can do with these candles and I'm really excited because they're really beautiful and I I love them so much and so much of my own energy goes into the creation of these so it started kind of with a physical product but then my love of hosting community and these events, um, that's also a part of Topanga Moon. And I started hosting the, the moon party workshops within the moon parties. And they can be done in so many different ways. And if if you feel called to hosting your own, it, it's really something that you can kind of like use these examples or, you know, use your intuition to bring in your own kind of like your own twist on it I guess you can say but we usually start off and I talk about the energetics of what's happening astrologically at this at that time of the moon and then I'll go into uh, a crystal exchange I love crystals and I think it's so fun when I can go to the crystal shop and get a bunch of crystals that are calling to me and see which ones call to each person that has come and then reading what the crystal represents because usually in what I've seen in the parties it's always something that that person needs at that time so they're drawn to it for a reason they're energetically pulled for a reason and there's it sounds so you know simple but like just reading the descriptions of the crystals has affected people so strongly it's really brought up so much emotion um it'll be um kind of like a um like a like a ping like a just like a you know a moment of like wow okay cool like I, I needed that right now and then we'll go into spirit animals and um I love animal symbols and how animals show up in my own life and what they mean to me so it's always fun to see kind of like what animal symbols each person gets to pull and more 
there's more, um, you know, peeling back the layers of the onion for each person when you go through like the next step and the next step. So it's like first the crystals, then the spirit animals. And you start to figure out like, okay, cool. There's a theme happening right now for that person, or there's a theme happening in this collective group. And it's a really fun way to uh, connect with people and to have these discussions about, you know, why they might have pulled that animal and what that represents to them and the meanings behind it. Because everyone has a meaning for it. And then we do something called a letting go ceremony. So that's really just writing down a list of things that aren't serving you and burning each paper. The faster it burns, the more willing you are to let it go. The slower it burns, you still have some work and some ways to go. And it's so funny, but it's so true. You just, you see the difference. And I really believe it's because words are so powerful and they hold so much energy. So when you're burning the words that are associated with things that aren't serving you, it really is a signal to the universe that you're willing to let it go and you're willing to be led to a new path. And also just seeing where you still need some guidance and some work for that. And then we go into some sort of uh, a moon spell or intention setting ceremony. So this will be different every single time. I usually create them based on my intuition of what I feel like the group needs at that moment. Um, I'll either create them or I have a book called Moon Spells um, that I use. And it's really, it's really beautiful. It's really fun. So I love doing that. And then we'll end the circle with... Um, a guided meditation. Usually my friend Elise will come and do a sound bath healing meditation for the group and it's really powerful and amazing. So that's what I do at the moon parties. I do have one coming up in October, on October 27th. All the information will be on the Topanga Moon website, but it's been, it's just a really fun evening. It's a way to, you know, connect in a real way with people. I think that that art of coming together in community and circle has been lost for so long and it's so needed that that human connection that you know talking to someone eye to eye i mean social media is great for spreading the message in such a fast way and a big way and it, social media can really have an impact on our lives but i think stepping away from our our phone, social media, technology, and coming together in circle is just a really beautiful way to set some powerful intentions. You also receive the energy and the love from everyone else in the group. It's an opportunity for you to discuss whatever is happening for you at that moment in a safe place. And if you also don't want to, that is honored too. And I always, always say that at the beginning of the circles, whatever you want to share, whatever you don't want to share, it's all welcome and it's all honored and I'm only there to hold space. It's whatever you bring to that moment, whatever you need to process, whatever you need to talk about. It's a beautiful, safe space and sometimes it brings people that I don't know and that's the most exciting part. Um, I talked a little bit about this on um, a newsletter that I just sent out, but I was you know, kind of feeling the energetic shifts and the craziness that was happening in September. And it was a couple days to the last moon party, which was on a full moon and no one had signed up yet. And I had this ego-based thought really of like, oh, should I be even be doing this anymore? Like, 
is this my path? Like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I really doing? Like, no one's coming, you know, it's kind of like that, oh, woe is me, like, no one's coming to my moon party. Um, but a friend reminded me, my beautiful friend Annetta, and she just said, you know, people sign up late, and you just need to, you just need to show up for it, and not kind of give up on it. And I was like, okay, you know what, you're right. Even if, like, one person shows up, it's meaningful, and it has, um, an effect and you can be you can be helping millions or you can be you know affecting one person and it's all the same energy you know and I think that's an important thing to remember so I didn't cancel it <laughs> and uh, maybe 10 minutes after that conversation with her uh, two girls signed up and I didn't know them and it was a beautiful example of like no you need to keep doing this like there's a reason, if, even if it's just for these two girls. And when I met them at the moon party, um, they came with another friend of theirs. So it was a group of three, and they wanted to do something really special for one of the girls who was, um, I think, moving away. They wanted to do something special as a group of friends together. And they Googled moon party, and they found it. And I think that's such a powerful example of how the universe always brings you to the places that you need to be. And that was a gift for me and it was a gift for them. And it was such a cool experience. And I just, there was really a lot of powerful shifts. I met so many beautiful people that night. And I'm just so excited to continue this community, whatever it may look like. And the podcasts have been really amazing. And I've been able to meet so many incredible people and learn from them and expand with them. And so I'm so excited to host the next moon party. Um, it's going to be at Common People Shop in Toronto on October 27th. I haven't released the tickets yet because I'm still trying to put together exactly how I want it to be. I want to open it up to more people. I want to turn it more into a party. There's going to be a lot of witchy witchy elements because it's right before Halloween where the veil is really thin and I want to use that and I want to just make it a really special night that you're going to go there and feel like you're transported to somewhere really cool and mystical and leave feeling um, really connected and with community and having this really interesting different experience. So I'm going to shake it up a little bit. I'm going to do some like really cool things. I have some really exciting ideas. So um, as soon as I have put together logistically everything about this next moon party I'm going to be releasing the tickets on my website and I will announce it on my Instagram and the podcast so if you are in the Toronto area um, or close by I really do hope that you come to the next one it's going to be really special and powerful and yeah I just it's going to be exciting and I hope to continue uh, to bring the moon parties places bring them on the road bring them to other places in the world if you feel called to have a moon party yourself, I encourage you to host one. And if you want to bring me to a place, I am happy to travel always to um, join in new communities and host moon parties in other places and just keep on expanding this community. So 
Uh, I think that's it for this episode. I just wanted to talk more about the moon and the power that it has, these energetic shifts right now, this new moon happening soon in Libra, and I will have a moon ritual for you on the website, on my blog, and I'll release that in the newsletter. If you want to join the newsletter, it's on my, there's like a sign up part on my ritual page of the website so you can go on there and put in your email address and you will get um, notifications and cool blog posts and rituals and mantras and all that kind of good stuff so I hope you do sign up and I will um, yeah I'll be recording more episodes of the Topanga Moon podcast while I'm in California and a couple in Joshua Tree, which is my dream. I have this really cool podcast episode um, interview scheduled in Joshua Tree. I'm not going to give it away. It's a really cool guest. I'm so excited. We're going to be recording it this weekend. I can't wait to tell you who it is. It's it's going to be really great. That's been my dream ever since starting this podcast. I just wanted to be in Joshua Tree, my favorite place recording underneath the stars so yeah I'm stoked and I just want to say thank you thank you for listening and um if you have any ideas or uh for future guests please reach out to me send me an email um my email is anna with one n at topangamoon.com you can send me a dm um there's many ways to get a hold of me so if you have any ideas or if you are you know, a spiritual entrepreneur or somebody in that space and, and really want to come on the podcast, send me an email. Like I'm so open to um, all of that aligning. And I, I really believe that the guests that come on the podcasts are, are really meant to be and the right guests will always kind of, kind of come to me in, in unique ways. So yeah, I'm open to that. So I hope you have a beautiful day wherever you are listening and happy high vibes and thank you for listening to the Topanga Moon podcast.